Price up top, Washington in the slot. Williams was looking there, closed off. Comes back. Boy, that head is on a swivel. It is really impressive. And now a touchdown throw to Brendan Rice. Fourth touchdown throw for Caleb Williams, and that's another one for Gilgi to dwell on. What a just display. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. So is this going to just be like, it's like Kayla Williams is going to like win again. Gonna Maybe. For like a billion yards. He's really billion. good. He's be really good. Do you actually, do you think there's any chance he actually would go back to school and not go to the draft? This is the thing that like, I don't know, they, they just, they, like, I actually might do some like hot take BS now. Okay. I, I. I hate NIL if this is going to be what happens as a result of it. If he makes like, so for people who don't know, Caleb Williams is making like $3 million this year from NIL. And I'm not a hater. Quarterback at Go get as much money yeah. as you want. I don't, as long as I get paid, I don't care if any, everyone right. else can make as much money as they want. But I, the NFL is my favorite thing. I can't have the NFL screwed up because college football players are getting paid so much money they don't have to go to the league. Right? Yeah, right. It's, it's pretty crazy. Um, yeah, for people who don't know, Caleb Williams' dad gave an interview where he basically said like, depending on which team got the number one overall pick, we'd think about going back to school because going to a, a team that gets the number one overall pick is a really dysfunctional situation usually um, because the NFL is looking for parity. So, I, I mean, I think that's like all smoke. I think there's no way he wouldn't go pro. It's just like, it's risk reward. Like you, you, there's too much at stake. Even it's like, oh, well, I get 3 million in NIL. Cool, you can get like 150 million if you have like a really good first couple of years in the league. So uh, it's it's just interesting. But to your point, he, he may just win the Heisman again. Like back-to-back -back winners are really rare, but also like, there's no invisible barrier that prevents a guy from winning again. It's usually just they're not quite as good. He's like better. <laughs> he's like he's really good. He's gonna be really tough. He's the favorite. He's gonna be really tough to beat. If uh if he doesn't didn't declare for the NFL draft, I would say that would be in a word calamitous. Mm. Shout out to Jonathan Gannon yeah. and and the Arizona Cardinals. Yikes. So I got good news for everybody because not only did Santa Locke give you a bunch of winners last week in college football, and, and, and tomorrow Santa Locke will give you Woo! what we're hoping for will be a lot of winners coming up for got week a two. Card. It, oh, absolutely yeah. can't wait for it, including Alabama and Texas and Colorado and Nebraska. But he's got thoughts on the Heisman Trophy, which we will give to you right now here on day four of Lochness. College football is the best time of the year. The fight songs. Announcers going crazy. Martinez steps up. Throws. Oh, what an interception. Oh, my gosh. The roar of the crowd. But for Nick and Ken, college football only sounds like one thing. All right, Santa, you've slid down the chimney. Mm. You have greedily eaten our milk and cookies. Yeah, that's okay. They were you're delicious. Gonna, you're going to leave yeah. some presents for us underneath the tree. What do you got for us here on Heisman Trophy? Did not bet this market a lot before the year at all. Uh, I, I, it's always an award market that I find really, really tough to bet early in the season. I've kind of gradually woken up to the fact that maybe, hey, don't put in a lot of bets before the year and actually, like, you know, watch some games and still then, then kind of figure out what you want to do. Uh, we saw some week one performers really pop in terms of their outstanding performances and then what happened to their numbers in the market, right? So with Michael Penix Jr. for Washington had a huge game. His price dropped. Uh, Jordan Travis had a huge game, obviously, for Florida State against LSU. His price dropped. Um, so, like, these are all things that have happened already. Like, if you want to bet 
Jordan Travis, that's great, but you're like literally paying for the performance that's already happened. You're not really trying to get ahead of anything. Like he already popped. Michael Penix Jr. did too. So it's, I think our exercise this week is trying to figure out, and maybe the answer to this question is no, trying to figure out if there are any players who either with their matchups this week or like some extenuating circumstances, they could have kind of their, their moment this week and see a significant price drop in their favor. One of the other things that came across in week one was that a lot of the top teams, if you think about it as the Heisman is, okay, a team that's either going to be in the playoff or really likely to make the playoff or in that conversation, your four most likely teams at the start of the year to make the playoff were Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, and Alabama in terms of price in the market to make the playoffs. So again, Georgia and Alabama in the SEC, Ohio State and Michigan in the Big Ten. Okay, like, is Georgia going to have a Heisman candidate? They basically never do because of the way that they run offense. It's almost never going to be their quarterback. They rotate running backs. Really, like, they're defensive players or they're outstanding players, and those guys aren't going to win the Heisman. Somebody tried to make a push for Jordan Davis a couple years ago. That didn't happen. Okay, so, like, Georgia may just not have a candidate. That may just be how it works, even though they're the best team in the country. Ohio State had a disaster of an opener from a Heisman standpoint. Like, they beat Indiana, and they end up kind of, like, rolling them in the end, but it looks pretty brutal. McCord looks really bad. The running backs are kind of like they're they're trading carries like neither Mayan Williams or Travion Henderson look like a Heisman candidate. Marvin Harrison Jr. leaves with an injury, only gets two catches. Like all of the Ohio State candidates look terrible. So, okay, your top two teams to make the playoff kind of don't have a Heisman candidate right now. Then you've got Michigan, where it was Blake Corum last year, except that they're basically like telling you they're putting him on a pitch count and they're not going to use him that much so that they have him in case they make the playoff along with Donovan Edwards, okay, maybe it's J.J. McCarthy, I guess. It just feels like, again, balance and, like, no true Heisman contender. And then the team, uh, Clemson, was the fifth most likely team to, in terms of playoff odds, and we obviously watched them against Duke. They lose the game. Klubnik, like, looks okay. Garrett Riley's new offense, like, at times looked good. Also, they couldn't score inside the five-yard line. Klubnik's stat line also kind of doesn't look like a Heisman winner. Jaden Daniels lost to Florida State. That's pretty bad. So it's like all of these guys are kind of dropping like flies and just a player that is, I still think, really going under the radar. And it's because there was no quarterback clarity at his school prior to the year. But now we have clarity and it's going to be this guy probably going forward and I think has a chance to pop this weekend is Jalen Milrow from Alabama. So ends up winning the quarterback job, play, whatever, plays Middle Tennessee State. It doesn't really matter how he looked. He had five total touchdowns. Stats are going to be an important part of winning the award. So just the fact that he did that was good. They play Texas this week. I've had a lot of people message me saying, oh, like Quinn Ewers, like that's the bet because it's this is the high-profile game and he's the Texas quarterback. And obviously like, oh man, if, if they win, that price really takes off. I, I kind of think that's overthinking it. The market is Alabama seven and a half. How about just if that's right, what happens? <laughs> How about if like the team that's minus 300 to win the game wins, then what happens to Heisman prices? Uh, if you just look at like, likelihood of making the playoff, likelihood of having a great statistical profile and how Georgia, Ohio State, and Michigan both seem to not have a, a good candidate. Alabama seems in line to produce a candidate. It would be Milrow if it was going to be anybody. Uh, he's 30 to 1 in the market. I have bet him before the Texas game. Yeah, he, and I think, did we talk about this off air, off you, air. me, and Tyler yeah. on Tuesday? I think we just like organically, we were, I was like, Jalen Milrow is like, like bigger Jalen Hurts, basically. He's a, he looks like a running back, yeah. but he's an awesome quarterback also. Yeah. I, I love the thought on Milrow. Uh, Tyler, pop on here for a second. Tyler, you agree also, right, on the thought of Jalen Milrow for Heisman Trophy? Yeah, before the season started, I brought him up to Ken just in case, just because if Alabama was good, like obviously he'd be the candidate. Yeah, he like like you said, he looks like a bigger Jalen Hurts. I didn't really know what his passing was going to be like, and he kind of tore up Middle Tennessee. So, I mean, this is the perfect game for him. Bad Texas defense. He could run all over this team. So I agree. I bet Jalen Milrow as well. Tyler, who is uh, who is your king? right now oh coach Thank prime baby 
Yeah. That's right. It's Coach Prime. And with that, we're good with Lochmas? Yeah. Oh, oh, that was great. Oh, and day five of Lochmas tomorrow, Ken's entire card, Santa's entire card for week two in college football. All right. Now that, now that we got the smart stuff out of the way. <laughs> Let's get real stupid. <laughs> Let's get real dumb. Let's give you some narrative bets here for week two in college football. We don't have to play the whole open just to save some time. Jake, let's fade up a little Feliz Dari Tav for the listeners and viewers here, please. Should I, should I sing the whole thing? I want to wish you a win in weekends. I think it's really good. Okay. I have not gotten the bet splits yet. No, no bet splits? From our guy, John Ewing. He sends them out on Fridays, to yeah. be fair. And we love our guy, John Ewing, yeah. right? I haven't seen the bet splits the split for Colorado game. and Nebraska. Here's what's great. <laughs> you don't, do you have to see he, them? To know here's what what's great, Ken. You never have to see the bet splits for Colorado and Nebraska. I'm going to tell you exactly what the bet splits are. 100% of the bets are on Colorado. 100% of the money is on Colorado. And you're going to have all these people... All these people in the sports betting media, and air quotations, who are going to tell you, oh, man, you're going to be part of Joe Public if you like Colorado. Nebraska's the, actually the right side in this game. Give me Nebraska because everyone loves Colorado too much. Well, guess what? If I'm going to be Joe Public, just change my name. Joe Costos. Joe Barkley. Joe Morales. The Colorado Joe. Buffa Joes. This ain't just a double cross. No. It's the double cross. 100% of the money. 100% of the handle. And it's right. Narrative bet numero uno. The Colorado Buffaloes and our King Coach Prime take down Matty Rule and Nebraska. I'd lay 37 and a half with Colorado. Oh, I won't have to. Yeah. Buffa Joes. I won't have to. Ken, yeah. Alabama and Texas. Mm. I did see the bet splits for this oh, game. Oh, okay. That's good. I did see the bet splits for this game. So more bets are on Alabama. Oh. But. Oh, no. But. It's always a but. More money is on Texas. It's always so confusing. Everyone's going to be pushing that down your throat on Saturday. Oh, my God. Texas is the contrarian side. Texas is back. Are they? Double cross. <laughs> Alabama laying it, narrative bet number two. Easiest bet on the board besides for Colorado is Alabama laying it. Let's talk about spots. Liver. Leopard. Look ahead. And the latest and greatest. Let down. Oh, yeah. Let down spot. Sunday night last week, Florida State demolishes LSU. 100% of the bets and 100% of the money this week is on Florida State against Southern Miss. But the line hasn't moved. Oh, no. What does it tell you? Vegas to, knows. To take the points with Southern Miss plus 31 against Florida State. These, in casinos, a these casinos don't build themselves, folks. In a letdown nope. spot. How about Texas A&M against Miami? Line in the game. A&M minus four and a half. The sports books, the shadowy cabal known as Vegas, begging you to take Miami. Yeah. But you, dear listener and dear viewer, you're too smart. You see the trap coming. You're going to lay it. Gig them with Texas A&M minus the four and a half. How about the 16-year-ago upset narrative 
you'll see North Carolina favored by 18 against <laughs> Appalachian State. And you'll remember, hey, remember back in 2007 when Lloyd Carr and Michigan lost to Appalachian yeah. State? Give me App State plus the points. Or not. Started from the bottom. Now we're here. Drake Bay and Carolina laying the 18. And then there's no narrative here. The narrative is Marcus Freeman stinks covering as a uh, as a big favorite domestically. In Ireland, he might be able to get it done. NC State plus seven and a half to round out the narrative. That's for week number two in college football. Coming up next, our number three, featuring our season predictions in the National Football League, including awards and Super Bowl champions. 